Good evening, everybody, and happy Boxing Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to be in studio, guys. Yes, it's great to be here. You know, yesterday was family time, you know, because it was Christmas. And today, I think people usually open up their presents. Well, at least they used to. That's why it's called Boxing Day. I just know from uh, a traditional perspective, people are getting their food from Christmas ready <laughs> for the beach. Yes, true, true, true. So we are super excited to be live and here in studio talking to you guys. It's always great to be in studio on a Monday. It's such a fun day to be in studio. Monday, fun day, guys. <laughs> I will never stop being dry. That's something I plan to be for the rest of my life. But yeah, we have a very fun-filled show for you guys. We have some interesting restaurant-based What I Did This Weekend, a cool tip from Michaela. And then we'll be talking to an outstanding member of the society who helps Young boys who are very vulnerable. He's going to be telling us more about his work. He is Mr. Copling Mumbamba. He is going to be talking to us, and you guys don't want to miss this one. Afterwards, we're going to give you some interesting facts about the Bible, as well as pick your minds a little bit with the Bible quiz. And then, unfortunately, we'll have to say goodbye. But we will be with you guys until 8 p.m. So it's going to be a fun power hour. Yeah, guys. And I'm excited. I hope you are. Yes, so let's just take a short break as we listen to this cool song and then we'll go straight on into the show. So we just listened to a fantastic song, but now we're going to be talk about what we did this weekend. So um, this past weekend was actually my father's birthday and something he really likes doing around in and around his birthday is going to Protea Hotels. He's a pro card holder, has been for the past like decade so he really likes spending time at those hotels i think his favorite i think you've been there a few times as well is the crystal towers yes i enjoy the crystal towers yeah i'm not gonna lie i feel like in the years that it has been around because i've been going there since i was like maybe younger than 13 maybe younger than that but i feel like it's really changed it's so much it's definitely improved like really that's what you think it is <laughs> Like, I, f I feel like it has improved. I feel like the vibe is still there, mm -hmm. um, especially the pool, the poolside, the deck area. Um, it's relaxed. It's chilled. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. What were you expecting, Zoe? Are you expecting a whole, uh, I don't know. What were you expecting? No, it's not that I was expecting anything because I've, you know, I know the place. But it's just I've noticed from the years that I've been going that it's just kind of, They've done a lot of things to change the aesthetic of the place, the menus, the food. And, you know, it's just I don't enjoy going there as much anymore, but I do love going there. But if you guys have been to the Crystal Towers and you want to weigh in on this conversation between Michaela and I, you can send us a WhatsApp at 081-729-1657. We'd love to hear from you. But yeah, um, it was pretty nice. You know, I, I got a steak. I would usually get burgers and they would make them for me. But another um, another Protea hotel that I really like is the one in Tiger Valley. It, it, it kind of overlooks the city of Cape Town, the restaurant. Mm -hmm. But not so much when you're inside, but mostly when you're outside. And it's really nice. Like, Have you ever gone to Platycliff where that road is, where you park and you just look at all the lights? Which is called Lover's Lane. Lover's yes. Lane, yes, yes. <laughs> I used to go there with my family, though. Never, mm. <laughs> never gone with anyone else. <laughs> but, 
But overlooking Lover's Lane is lovely, and you can see that from this hotel. So if you guys want to have dinner with a view, you can definitely go to Tiger Valley, the married version. We went there for my mother's birthday. My mother and father are born around the same time. So, yeah. Or if you want to have a nice, fine dining experience, go to the Crystal Towers. That's in Century City. It's just got a very upmarket feel, and some people really like it. But, yeah, that's all I did this weekend. Let's just head into the facts. Michaela has some interesting tips for us. Zoe on one. 180 degrees. So we on the tip part of the show. Guys, the tip that I got was how to live a successful life, Hmm. like how to be successful in this life. And I feel like it's something that we all try to strive towards. We all want, you know, and there are eight ways uh, that they say it's this will guide you to being successful. So number one is stop looking for the silver bullet. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of us know this as the silver lining. Every time we try to find the silver lining in an issue or problem, instead of taking this problem head on and like just getting it done, stop looking for the silver lining, guys. And then start creating better goals. I tend to do this a lot with my family. We always set our goals up for the year, what we're striving towards, what we're going mm-hmm. to achieve. And it's definitely been such a good guideline in you know, focusing and getting your mind straight on where you are going to achieve those goals. So that is a very important thing, guys. Stop looking for validation, though. Mm. That is number, that is like literally number three. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Stop looking for validation. Um, We tend to do that. Even though we know what we want out of life, we tend to look for validation from other people that does not even have the same goals or vision that we have. So I feel like that is very important. And then number four said, start living your dreams. Guys, I know we all have dreams in life and sometimes the dreams seem too out of reach, mm. but there's always small steps you can take in order to achieve those dreams. So don't give up on them. Yeah. And then number five is stop looking for a mentor. I half agree and disagree on this topic mm-hmm. because I feel like a mentor would also be a really good guideline. I mean, yeah. if you if you see someone that has achieved the goals you are heading towards, I think that type of mentor would really just pull you straight and make sure that you are keeping up to your goals and yeah. your visions that you have planned for yourself. No, I think there's a lot of benefit to be had in having a mentor, but I think you just have to be very particular about how you choose your mentor. Like you can't just have any Tom, Dick and Harry like helping you in forward in life because you want to live a successful life. So I guess you just need to find someone who you can trust spiritually and whose goals or what they've achieved aligns with your goals. I get what you're trying to say. Yeah. And then number six is start building your expectations. For me, um, you know, having expectations and what you want to achieve. A lot of people are trying to dodge you know, these, these, your, your expectations, but I feel like expectations kind of just sets you up for what you want, Mm. you know, and having that sense of motivation, because if you obviously expect something, you've, you've put things in place in order to expect those things in return. So don't ever stop doing that. Yes. You know, because even if it doesn't, your what you're expecting doesn't come through keep on doing it's going to eventually come through. yeah exactly i don't think it's a good idea to live without expectations because even if maybe you've lived a life and you've never really gotten anything you wanted that doesn't mean you need to stop wanting things exactly yeah and then number seven is stop blocking yourself guys I am literally someone that tries to look for every excuse in order to achieve what I want to do. So I don't know if you guys are feeling the same. Zoe, do you feel the same? 
Uh, it depends on the day. Let me not lie. <laughs> so we do tend to do this. We try to block ourselves, try to, uh, you know, how, my brother has this quote that says, never tried, never failed. Hmm. And we all just tend to laugh <laughs> at him. But I mean, it's it's so sad because if you don't try, okay, you would never know if it's a possibility in That's life. True. So even if you fail, even if that is the outcome, don't block yourself from just trying. Mm. And then number eight is start doing. Guys, I know I tend to talk a lot about what I want to achieve in life, but never actually put the action to the work. So I want you to know that you should start doing whatever your heart desires, whatever you have put in place, whatever your focus is or your goals or your dreams is to achieve, start doing it. Even if it's one step at a time, small steps, baby steps, just start doing it. And that's the, the tip that I would that I feel like should guide you to success. Yeah, I think those are pretty good tips because you know a lot of people don't always know what to do to become successful. So I'm glad you gave us those tips. It's nice. It's a nice present to the audience, I think. But yeah, thank you. We're just going to listen to a short song and then when we come back we'll have the director of Heroes Academy essay. He's going to be talking to us about his work and how he fights gender-based violence. So stick around. Visit our website now. www.imymovements.co.za Zoe on 180 Degrees. So we are in the interview section of the show, as I mentioned before, but I will need to correct myself. We are speaking to Koping Mbumba. He is the operating manager of Heroes Academy SA. It is an NPC. Now they, if you're wondering what they do, they provide ongoing self-development workshops to boys living in communities besieged by violent crimes, gangsterism, and substance abuse. They are running local they are running in local schools across Danun, Philippi, Kailicha over a 16-month period, providing boys with, sev- with access to several positive real male role models who facilitate content classes and teach the students differences between positive and toxic masculinity. Now, we've always spoken about gender-based violence and how in this conversation, when we are trying to curb this issue, we need to both speak to the boys and the woman, we need to speak mm. to both parties. It's unfair to just talk to one. So it's amazing to see that there are people out there who are trying to help these boys model themselves in a very upstanding way so that they can be upstanding members of communities, especially because these boys oftentimes do not have access to positive role models who could teach them this. Mm. So I'd just like to say good evening, Mr. Mbumba. It's so amazing to have you here on the line. Thank you so much. Good evening. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I appreciate it. Honestly, the pleasure is all ours. So I'd just like to ask you first, can you give us a brief background on this NPC and how it came to be? Um, so Heroes Academy uh, ran uh, its first period, uh, a pilot pilot project, uh, last year. Uh, that's 2021. Uh, before that, um, the founder and director of Heroes Academy was um, involved in uh, a lot of uh, uh, work, community development work, especially pertaining to gender-based violence um, and uh, race and basically the femicide that, uh, that has been uh, going on in the country for the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. So uh, she decided um, that... Uh, something needs to be done. And in her research, she found out 
uh, that a lot of focus is basically being put on uh, young girls uh, that are growing up in, in terms of awareness and uh, being uh, given as much information as possible mm. uh, for their safety. But very little was done in uh, young boys that grow up and become, uh, in, in some cases, the perpetrators or become uh, the, the abusers or the perpetrators of the, of, of the gender-based violence. Um, so in, in seeing that, uh, she decided that then a lot of attention should rather be given to young men mm-hmm. at a very early age so that they can be uh, uh, taught uh, basically core values uh, that will help them in, uh, in growing up in the communities that they grow up in uh, to be men of strong principles, but also to be men of a strong awareness and sense of self so that uh, they are able to respect uh, themselves and uh, in turn respect the community that is around them. So I would say in a summarized version, that's the backstory of Heroes Academy. Uh, so last year we ran our pilot program, and this year we ran our first uh, full-on program, building a cohort with their schools, that, uh, with their locations, mm. uh, schools in the locations that you mentioned earlier on. Yes. I think that's really amazing. You know, earlier this month, I actually attended a convention about gender-based violence. However, this one was targeted towards women and letting them know that this behavior is not normal and how they can act when they find themselves in this position. But I remember a lot of almost all the women who spoke had actually been victims of GBV in their life. And there was even a male pastor out there who went out and spoke about the importance of talking to men about this. So, you know, I've seen a lot of things for women. So to see, to see something that can help young men see that you need to protect the woman, you don't need to fight her. That is amazing to see. I believe earlier this month on the 10th, you guys ran a, um, a convention as well about gender-based violence. Would you be able to tell us a little bit about that? So our program um, runs uh, currently for this year. We were working with grade 8 boys and we ran a program throughout the year. Uh, we had a schedule of 24 workshops uh, that we did weekly with them. Um, and basically, how we run our workshops, it's a very conversational um, setup uh, that we structure in terms of making sure uh, that it's not lesson-based. Like, our facilitators are not seen as teachers, but mm. as coaches, as um as, 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 as people uh, that are not doing a lesson-based thing, but rather a conversational thing. Um, and in, in using that structure, we introduce, uh, I'll just summarize uh, our, 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 our format for, for the workshops that we do. So we, we will introduce them to a word, a positive word of the day. Uh, it can be honesty, it can be respect, it can be accountability, it can be consent. And mm-hmm. we will basically get, get their understanding of the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is very much about what they understand, their opinions, and uh, our facilitators will then guide them into uh, the, the, the correct meaning of the of the word. And we will get examples uh, of uh, if the word is, 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 is uh, honesty, that they have any honest people in their lives that uh, they, uh, they know, whether it's in their community or at school, 
And they will mention stories, leaders, my mom, my dad, the pastor, things of that nature. And then we will ask them to give an example of a time when they were honest. And then we will get into that conversation. And then we will ask them the opposite meaning of the word, Mm. which is dishonesty. And then we'll go through the same process again of asking them if there's any dishonest people that they know in their lives or they have examples of a time when they were dishonest. And in using uh, 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 that kind of approach, we've, we've gotten to gain a lot of trust and we've built a space that is very comfortable and very transparent with the boys um, to an extent of they share some very deep personal stories that mm. they, uh, they, they, they themselves told us that they, wouldn't, they don't necessarily share with anybody, even their parents. And then we'll play a role play just so that we understand it further. We will act out a scenario based on honesty or accountability or consent, depending on the word that we are using on the day. Hmm. And then we'll play them a movie, um, a short movie uh, uh, with one of our heroes, Ambassador. I'll speak a bit more on that later on. Uh, uh, basically, we follow one of our heroes, Ambassadors, and follow their life story, the challenges that they face, the tribulations that they face, and how they've uh, managed to change their lives around. Mm-hmm. Um, and it basically becomes very inspiring, and the boys get to ask us a lot of questions as the facilitators mm-hmm. uh, based on the movie that we, we've watched. And then we will we always end off, uh, uh, after our orientation, we always end off with, uh, with an activity. So we've noticed that across the board, our boys like soccer. Sports mm-hmm. is a very big thing in, uh, in, in, in townships. Uh, so uh, uh, we will play soccer or we will introduce them to something that they don't usually do in the, in the, as an activity. So it could be trying a different sport, like dodgeball, or we could be teaching them how to plant, gardening, we could be doing a science experiment, just to make sure that when they leave, they leave with their minds stimulated and they, and they, and they are curious and, and they, they have something to remember and so next time that, that's the run the workshop. So that's basically the structure that we follow. Uh, and we do that weekly with them and we have a lot of cases that we follow up on um, outside of our workshops. Mm, okay. That sounds amazing. You know, that I, I honestly, like Zoe said, I, I find it very um, inspiring how you guys also focus focus on males, you know, because there's been so many things for for women. And I know it's because the women, there's maybe more women that, that, that goes through this, you know, more often. Mm. But knowing that there is a place for men as well, it's, it's, it's touching. Um, what I wanted to know was what age group do you guys start from and what is like the cutoff age group? So for this year, we're working with grade eight and uh, the age range there was between 14, 13, 14, 15, around there. Mm. Uh, so uh, next year we are expanding the program as we are building a cohort with the boys that we started with this year and we are seeing them through to metric. Um, so we will be building a cohort and so next year, 2023, we'll be working with both grade 8 and grade 9 because we will be taking a new grade 8 and we'll be continuing with um, the boys that uh, have progressed to grade 9 uh, next year. So that's the age range that we are looking at currently. But the program is, is, is expanding rapidly and we have received a lot of feedback based on uh, the work that we have done already from parents, from the schools themselves, from mm. uh, people that are involved in the boys' lives, just the change that they see in them. 
in terms of how they interact with their parents at home, how they interact with their with their friends, how they articulate themselves, how they speak of, of themselves, how they speak of the environment around them, how they speak of women, how they speak of um, their teachers. So uh, a lot of parents have given us a lot of feedback uh, that is of that nature. But we 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 we, have, we follow up closely a lot. But at the moment, that is the age groups that we 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 are currently working with. Yeah. It's great to see that the vision you have includes expansion and it's already happening so quickly and that the fruits of your labor are already being harvested, seeing that these boys are not just treating like women better, but they think higher of themselves. Like Mm -hmm. this has been a great Mm -hmm. experiment, experiment, not experiment, but like this has been a great thing for them themselves to feel better about themselves. And I think when you feel good about yourself, you can generally have a higher quality life. And what you're doing with these kids and what this organization is doing is amazing. I'd just like to ask you personally how you knew that this was something you needed to go into because working with children, working with communities that need help, that takes a bit of a calling to get into that because it can be challenging but extremely rewarding. Mm. Um, sure. I'm going to try and cut a very long life story. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I've I've always been involved in in community development work. But uh, I think my 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 life course was was sort of sort of became very clear to me during the lockdown, yes. uh, the COVID nineteen lockdown. Because during that time, um, we started. So I grew up in Philippi. I grew up between Philippi and Nyanga, which are very high crime areas. Nyanga mm. is the murder capital of South Africa for years now in a row. Mm. So that's where I grew up. That's where I spent my, my childhood and uh, in Philippi as well. Uh, my family moved there when I was like early teen. So that uh, I spent a lot of time around uh, negative role models. I spent a lot of time around uh, uh, gangland areas. Uh, I've lost a lot of friends to gang mm. activities. I've lost a lot of opportunities to gang activities. Um, and growing up around that, you get to see a whole lot of what you don't want to become. Mm-hmm. That's, that's mm-hmm. the only role model that I had when I was uh, around that age. I just saw a whole lot of what I didn't want to eventually become when I grow up. I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to become, but I could tell you very, in very clear detail what I didn't want to become. Um, so during the lockdown, uh, I am uh, uh, me and my friends were basically just chilling. We didn't have anything to do, so we started an art center uh, called Trinity Art Center, and in that we started working with a lot of um, uh, children, and, and then we established it as a as an uh, like uh, it assisted as a resource center in the community, and, and it served way beyond what we had initially thought of just trying to find a space. To, to 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 polish our artistic um, uh, craft as we were just uh, there, not doing anything. So with that came uh, a lot of other factors, community factors that we had to deal with. Uh, when there was um, a fire that breaks out in an informal settlement, mm-hmm. we were the first place that people can come to for safety, for assistance. And uh, when there were the, the children didn't have anywhere to go. Parents would send them to us because mm-hmm. uh, we would keep them occupied. So that sort of uh, made it very clear to me uh, on what I wanted to do. 
rest of my life. And we did that throughout lockdown. Mm. And when uh, the lockdown sort of eased and industries were opening up, I had, um, I had the opportunity to uh, go back to work. I worked in hospitality. I managed a restaurant. And I had an opportunity to go back to that. And I also had an opportunity to um, uh, join Heroes Academy. Mm. And having met uh, the Heroes Academy team uh, during lockdown, and uh, I was introduced to the idea and the vision and, and, and the mission of, of, of what was be, uh, being achieved. Uh, so I, I made a conscious decision to choose uh, to be part of Heroes Academy because of, again, I, I grew up with a very clear understanding of what I didn't want to become. And in, in, in my mind, it, it looked very beautiful to provide or to contribute to a process of providing clear and very close examples of what you can become so that you also know that in clarity and you are sure of yourself and you are empowered and you are confident and you have a very positive relationship with your masculinity and you understand that you can be um, in touch with your feelings as a man and that is okay and you can uh, talk to people and you can open up and that, that, that basically just gave me a very clear understanding that this is just something that I want to do for the rest of my life and uh, basically contribute positively to society and instead of always stating everything that I don't like about where I come mm. from and always stating everything that is going wrong about the community that I come from. I can contribute towards a solution and I can contribute towards um, mm. a positive legacy and building a new and a different generation of men uh, that have a, 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 a positive uh, relationship with their masculinity and also understand that the future is entirely on their hands. It, mm. it, it depends on what they decide to do with their lives today. Um, and I think that's, that, that's very fulfilling for me, above and beyond everything else. That's, that, 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 that wakes me up every day, and it keeps me doing what I do. <laughs> oh, <wow>. Sorry for the <laughs> No, it's completely fine. It's just you can hear when someone is passionate about something that they're doing, and it's, it's honestly it's a blessing to know that there's people like that out there. Um, so thank you for, for, for that. Thank you for your passion uh, to, to help other people. Uh, one of the questions I had was, what is the challenges you've been facing with these young boys and with this academy that you're building? Um, so, uh, we've been facing like uh, um, multi-dimensional um, uh, challenges um, that have motivated and inspired uh, us a lot. Uh, so, so we have um, a structure of coding. How the boys feel at the end of the session. Call it a toxic card. Uh, a toxic card has basically three indicators. It has a green for I'm okay, there's orange for I might need help, and it is red for I actually need help. So at the end of each one, these uh, papers out to the boys and they fill in, and then there's what's on your mind. You can basically share anything that's on your mind. The session was amazing. I love the muffins. Uh, I've learned something about consent, or I need help because my dad beats my mom every time he's drunk. That's the extent of 
the, the, the reports that that we may get on the on the mm. top secret cards or um, um my sister's boyfriend is beating her mm. or we didn't have anything to eat at home today mm. or my mom uh, uh got fired today uh or my friends call me names because of my skin color or my skin tone those sort of things mm. so we following up on that has been a very motivating challenge for us because we've gotten to uh, see a lot of real life situations that that these boys face in the in the community that we live in, mm. and it has given us an opportunity to empower them. Yes. It has given us an opportunity to uh, inspire and guide them mm. in terms of understanding uh, themselves in every situation or circumstance that they are that they are facing and 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 also encourage them with the spirit of rising above yes. and always uh, are not being consumed by your your challenges or your problems or the environments thereof um so that that's been one i would also say uh uh uh, uh maybe uh, resources and and funding because we are in a in a, in a few communities mm. um, and we we want to expand we want to expand our dream is to make sure that we reach every young man uh, in South Africa uh, across all racial lines to make sure that they have a very core understanding of what a good man is they have yes. a very core understanding of what uh, a responsible man is and and they have a very core understanding that that's what they can become and uh uh, they have confidence in that and they have confidence in themselves um so that's 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 the ultimate uh uh, vision but well with challenges like um uh, limited resources and funding uh been expanding at the best pace that we can uh but that is ultimately uh, the, the, uh, the, the dream that we have, and uh, the, the, I, I guess that's the extent of the summarized vision of, of of the challenges we've been facing. Yes, Coping, thank you so much for coming on the airwaves this evening. We are so appreciative that you were able to join us here, and that you actually followed your passion. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people either they don't have a passion to work with people who need them, or they do, but they're afraid because they're worried about the ability to sustain themselves. We can tell that not only are you extremely dedicated to what you do, but you have a willingness to have an impact, a positive one, on the next generation of men and just in the community you grew up in, rather than just saying, oh, what are we going to do? That is incredibly inspirational. I know the work you're doing today and tomorrow and that you have been doing will leave a large footprint in those communities. We have to bring this interview to an end right now, but I really wish we could go on a bit longer because I feel that what you're doing is just extremely important Mm -hmm. and more people would like to hear about them. So before we cut this interview, we'd just like to ask if the um, Academy has any social media handles that anyone can follow should they want to, and if you could just share them with us briefly. Uh, Yes, yes. Uh, So you can visit our website, our website, um, just for any uh, further or more information that you might want to see. Um, It's uh, www.heroesacademy.org.za. That's www.heroesacademy.org.za. 
uh, heroesacademy.org.za. Or you can um, check out our Instagram. Our Instagram is at heroes underscore academy SA. At mm. heroes underscore academy SA. We recently had our supercharged graduation uh, ceremony for 2022. Uh, that's when all the boys that were involved in the workshop were graduating. So you'll get to see how the um, uh, ceremony unfolded uh, there and also the certificates that were that were handed out and also the fun that we just had on the day. Um, empowering each other and, and having fun uh, as men and, and discussing a lot of uh, uh, these subjects that we were grown up to look at, that we were raised to look at as, as a taboo, were not open to discuss um, amongst each other as men. Uh, and it's, it's, I just find it inspiring. I learn something new from the boys every day. Mm. Uh, but that's, 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 that's where you can uh, check us out. And on Facebook, we are Heroes Academy SA. And uh, you can make contact with us. Uh, we are always uh, welcoming uh, any kind of support that uh, will progress and develop uh, the course and, and, and the vision of Heroes Academy SA. So all the contact details and how you can uh, get uh, in touch with us is all on the website and all, all on the social media platforms that I've just uh, given out. Yes. Thank you awesome. so much. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, I wish you guys all the best and uh, a happy holidays to you and your listeners. Yes, you too. Please enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you so much. Have a lovely day. 180 Degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m.
So we are in the did you know section of the show and I have something quite interesting for all the people who like science, which there's surprisingly a lot of you guys like I'm scared of science. But this one I found very, very interesting. So it's uh, connected to I don't know if you guys noticed, but when you read the Bible, you notice that some of those people were achieving scary amounts of lot years lived. Like I think the oldest man in the world, this was actually a Bible quiz question was about 900 and something years old Methuselah for those of you who got that right you can give yourselves a pat on the back I don't even remember the exact but it has been hypothesized by some that the pre-flood earth and atmosphere had higher levels of oxygen and a greater atmospheric pressure than we currently observe now a new study from Tel Aviv University and the Shemar Medical Center in Israel has shown that the hyperbolic oxygen treatments in normal healthy adults can halt and even reverse the aging process of blood cells it could easily explain how man and even animals could have lived so much longer than Adam and his offspring lived for over 900 years on average. So this is one of the facts that what we read in the Bible is fact and not fairy tale. As I've said many times, there are people who believe that, I mean, even Christians, that the Bible is more figurative. And one of the reasons why they believe this is because they often look for extra biblical texts and they can't always find evidence Whereas this university is looking back to those days, studying the atmosphere, studying the atmosphere we currently live in now, are using science to prove the Bible. So I just I just love that. And I it's actually interesting because I've always wondered how they managed to live so long. I mean, here on Earth, we average like, what, 70 years mm. over there. They were averaging like 400 years. Like what? I thought maybe the years were calculated differently. But the fact that it could actually have been the change in the atmosphere that allowed them to live much longer, that is super interesting to me. I've always wanted an answer to that question. So you do you think that our pollution today is what's causing us not to live as long based on the pollution it causes in the atmosphere? I feel like our pollution does affect our lifespan a lot, especially because when you look at modern medicine, realistically, we could live a lot longer and a lot of the reasons why people fall sick, like in Australia, most people suffer from skin cancer because of how sunny it is. And I think the ozone layer has various holes in many areas. So in some of the areas where there are holes, people will get melanoma and various skin cancers more regularly. But I do think that the way we treat this earth is having an effect on us and we need to be more mindful about how we treat the planet. And when I say we... I'm actually talking to big corporations because we can use all the paper straws we want, mm. but the dumping they do in our oceans, the overfishing, the way they plant too many crops and destroy land, like they're doing more harm than us. Like we are recycling and though we shouldn't stop doing stuff just because it's one person or a few of us, they are the real corporates here. Let's just get that straight. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So, guys, I hope that you consider, you know, I mean, sometimes people think there's no point in cleaning up, mm. you know, or, or throwing the dirt in the bin just due to the fact that 
uh, everyone does it. So your little thing is not going to change anything, but it does actually make a change. So guys, don't stop, you know, putting the dirt in the dirt bin. Exactly. Yeah. And don't stop recycling. Now stick around as we, ha- we have a question planned out for you guys that forms a part of this week's Bible quiz. 180 degrees on I Am Youth Movement. Follow us on Facebook today. I Am Radio. So we're at the Bible quiz section of the evening, guys. So tonight's Bible quiz, it's, it's an interesting one. Hmm. It goes like this. What does Paul call the Galatians? Hmm. Oh man, Paul had lots of names for lots of people. <laughs> you know? And uh, you can find the answer in Galatians 3 verse 1. But I'm sure you guys might know this one. Mm-hmm. He had very, very strong opinions and he was never afraid to voice them. Exactly. So just think in that line. And we are looking forward to your answers. Yes, if you would like to tell us what it is, please WhatsApp us at 081-729-1657. We would love to get answers from you. Alternatively, if you feel like burning up that airtime of yours, you can also send us an SMS at 37988. Let's just take a short music break and we'll be back to give you guys the answer. So we are at the end of the show. It is almost 8 o'clock already. Who would have seen that coming? Not me. Exactly. <laughs> but fortunately, we had a very fun-filled show. I told you guys some places you can get some nice views and meals. Michaela had some tips on how you can improve your life, which as we end up going into the new year, I feel could be very, very important tips. And then we had a very interesting interview with the Kolping Mbamba. He is an operating manager at Heroes Academy SA. They focus on helping young men live better lives, have a more important and understanding and beautiful relationship with their masculinity that doesn't force them to try and be toxic in order to affirm that. He spoke about the work that the Academy does and his personal passions with working with these boys. And if you guys missed this show and that interview, which we understand here, but if you want to hear it, you can hear it on podcasts, which will be loaded by Wednesday, I believe, on our website, www.kpulpit.co.za. You can also send it to anyone you know who may be interesting in learning about how the communities in South Africa are trying to curb gender-based violence and are trying to actually help women. I think it was a great interview that you guys should check out. But before we end the show, Michaela had a question for you guys. So guys, back to that Bible quiz. The question was, what does Paul call the Galatians? And Zoe, do you think we should share it with him? I feel like the people need to know. (laughs) (laughs) So Paul came out and he was like, they are foolish. Mm-hmm. Like Zoe said, Paul had, he didn't watch his mouth at all, clearly. Yep. Just to state such a fact. But that is the answer for tonight, that the Galatians are foolish, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you don't believe me that he would actually say such a thing, just get your Bible out and read Galatians 3 verses 1. You'll see it right there in black and white. But yeah, now that we've given you guys the answer, unfortunately, we have to say goodbye. But don't worry, it's not goodbye forever. We will be back again next week, same time, same place. So from myself and Zoe, we are out. out.